This is Mona Lisa Baseball. Yeah, we got A9 and A10. Welcome. Here they are. A10 was telling me, well, he asked a great question where he said, uh, who canceled in order for this to happen? And uh, the way that I hit them up was I hailed it as an emergency phone call. Let me start by saying this. So COVID hit and then the National League went designated hitter. That was like kind of the alarm bells for me. This shit's getting whack. And not too much longer after that, started the show. And then when I was done with it, I was really excited to share it with the baseball people that I knew the most. Uh, A9 and A10 were at the very top of the list. And I waited and I waited. I kept waiting to hear feedback from these guys. And I just wasn't getting it. And then basically the news that I got was, well... You're pretty much just hating on baseball, and we love baseball, so... And I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. This is just my perspective. Hating on baseball. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear some positive stuff. We're going through some rough times here. Then my wedding happened. We got to speak about that in September, and we talked about it for a while. It was a lot of fun. I know we talked about you guys coming on the show. And then this crazy thing happened, World Series, where the October episode comes out. And A2 told me all of the upcoming rules that were set up for next year, which was <laughs> voted on by an 11-man committee. The Fairness Police, I, I believe they're called. <laughs> anyway, I haven't talked to you guys since before those rules were stated that they were coming out. And so here we are today. We're a month into the season. I don't have any idea where you guys are coming from. And so here's what was really fun about it. I'm thinking about this on my porch. And this is maybe a week ago. And I'm thinking, how do I coincide the show with these guys? And I start to come up with this idea of an emergency meeting. And I'm thinking, wow, I have no idea if they're into the clock. I have no idea about any of this. I'm getting all excited. And I probably think about it for about three minutes. And then I kind of glance over and I see two flaps of wings and a bird lands on my knee. <laughs> has never happened my whole life. And my next thought is, well, I guess I'm going to have to put them on. And it was written. You know, it just happened that way. So here you guys are. You guys have probably been to more professional games than anyone else I know. Played softball with you guys. I know you guys are baseball guys through and through. So here it is. However you guys want to chop it up, whoever wants to start, I don't care. I'm not going to interrupt. Please Share your opinion of the state of baseball, what's happening now, possibly what's happening in the future, but mostly like what the hell's happening now. What do you got? First of all, thanks for having us on. A10 here, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. The first thing I want to address is one of the things I said about the pot early on was that you guys are just hating on baseball. It was just that the lamenting was a lot and there has to be some good stuff left, right? The changes are still tough, though, like really tough. I don't like it at all. I like in a vacuum that it's faster, but I hate, hate so much anytime there's a pitch clock violation or anything like that. It's the worst. It's so annoying. I don't know. I'm not as, I've come to terms with it more, I think. I don't know. There's part of me where I'm looking at it. It's like they've changed the rules in almost every other sport where they've made them just completely different to how they used to be. And a lot of times it's to make it faster. You're scoring more. And quite frankly, in going to a lot of baseball games before these changes, I'd moved to San Diego and I was getting free tickets all the time. And 
was able to walk to the stadium and be downtown. So I went to a lot of games and it was just so slow and boring. And I went to people that weren't baseball fans. And so it's so hard to get people that aren't really fans to just, you know, like no one wanted to sit there and watch a game with me because it's just so slow paced. And so I do understand for like some of the newer generation wanting to switch to some of these changes. I wish they had some more leniency in how tight they called them. And maybe even for the playoffs, the way basketball is essentially a different sport from the regular season in the playoffs. Just go back to old school rules. Um, I don't mind the DH so much just because people stopped trying to hit. They just stopped caring. There's like one or two pitchers in all of the sport that even kept trying to do it. So I kind of understand, but you should still give teams like an option. If you had a pitcher that could hit, you have an option to play National League rules and then the other team has to do it if you're like home field or something. I wish they had more leniency in some of that stuff as opposed to just making it just like blanket rules that. Yeah, if you're at home, your pitcher can hit and theirs has to also. Yeah, yeah, like, you mm. know, kind of stuff like that. Like, mm. stuff like that. I do really like some of the base ceiling stuff, and you can only pick off so many times. The clock, the more time that people spend with it, you won't see as many of those violations. Really, they'll just be gone completely. Um, they may even add some time, but it's like when you're watching the game and there, everything's going so fast. And I don't know, there's positives and negatives. Like I said, it'll be really interesting to see what that's like in the playoffs. I'm actually somewhat nervous about it, and I kind of, that's the only one where I don't really want, but if they're going to keep a 162-game schedule, I don't mind them uh, speeding it up a little bit. That was great. You guys want to say anything else before I uh, oh, yeah, keep it going. have some comments? So in one of the rule changes, like with the shift and stuff, like I didn't mind that as much too. There are still things that teams will do. Like one of the teams that came in and played the Giants, they were shifting like their other outfielder over. And so it's like there's still things that teams are going to do where they're going to give stuff up. Um, you know, where they like would bring over their left fielder to play like that deep, that buck short or buck second kind of thing. And um, there's still things that people are going to do. And it kind of comes down to the hitters to there's a lot more balls in play. Um, I've been noticing, I feel, and stuff like that. You know, even if they're like weak grounders, it's, you know, I, I think it makes the game more exciting. I was reading this thing that they may try and lower the mound, which is something I wouldn't mind uh, getting behind. They were talking either lowering the mound or moving the mound back. Um, I think I'd rather probably see them lower it. I think I'd rather probably see them lower it a little bit, not move it back, because I like the distance where it is, that just being like the historical thing. But lowering a little bit is a precedent that's happened. And with the pitchers today being so much better than they've ever been. Um, you know, getting some of the break out of some of these crazy pitches is really what that would do. And, you know, I don't think that that would be the worst thing. You seem to be much more down <sighs> for change. Than- yeah. And, and you know what? I think there is part of it where it's almost just like I'm somewhat accepting, I think. Like we got to see being a Giants fan. We saw three World Series of just like a old school, traditional ways before really anything was changed. You know, we had the 2014 one was the first one with a replay. That mm-hmm. in the double play, in the greatest double play in the history of the playoffs, we won that challenge. <laughs> we won that challenge, and it's like the first challenge ever. So, and went through some long suffering without it. And so, it's like, you know, they want to make some changes to kind of keep up with the times. Essentially, the other sports that are making way more, you know, other than hockey, that are making way more money than them, hand over fist. Um, you know, I get it. I understand it. Anon one, do you think replay was a positive addition to? Absolutely hate it. Hate it. Oh, yeah. Well, cannot stand it. Instant replay needs to be instant. It takes way too long because oh. now you don't know when to cheer. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, boo. That's a big negative when there's a play at the plate and you're like, whoa, what happened? I, I don't know. Like I'm cheering because like they're not sure. And then and you're in the stadium. He's like, now we have wait. Yeah. And then, let's, let's listen to the organist for a while. Yeah. This is fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
hold your emotions versus having that instant safe or like out. It's way worse. But there's an equal and opposite emotion that sports fans get when the call is wrong and you know it's wrong. If you really, really care, it'll make you sick. Mm -hmm. Like the missed swing call on the giant on Wilmer Flores. Oh, that check swing in the playoffs. Popular topic. We won 107 games for some reason. It like one more than the Dodgers. And then we were playing the Dodgers in an unbelievably awesome yep. playoff series. And it ended on a missed check swing. Technically a check I swing is, a, is an arbitrary call for the umpire, but you should know in the moment to not call it then. <laughs> I was sick for like two days. Yeah. He should have known not to end the game that way. Yeah. I was nauseous. You can't, you can't make a call. <laughs> I was nauseated also. Technically he's allowed to call it. <laughs> and it's non-reviewable. Yeah. That's, yeah, I know, which is just like, dude, if you're going to have reviews, but I can't review like the one in the whole game that I want to, like, what are we doing here? Exactly. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, there's a dichotomy that I feel emotionally anytime there's like a rule change where part of me is just like you guys, and it's a big part where it's like, well, I don't like change. I like this thing that I've always loved has been a constant. I've always loved it. And like, why change it? But another part of me was like, but what if it's better? Yeah. You kind of don't know. And the thing with the other sports, too, where it's just like they're constantly bringing in other rules and you're totally fine with it after a year or two. You know, even if something as dramatic as like my dad will still talk shit on the three point line. Oh, right. Uh, You're just like it ruined the game kind of. And you're just like, yeah, but it's still just super fun to watch Steph drain threes and I don't know that there's ever going to be something like that that's an equivalent to some of these baseball rules, you know, but we're uniquely uh, positioned yeah. to enjoy the three-point yeah. though also. Yeah, you know, and, uh, <laughs> at the well same said. time, it's it's just having like a nephew around too, it really makes me want to still keep the same um, fervor for the sport and like enjoying it and stuff so that he can have that because literally some of my best memories in life are going to like sporting events with, you know, like you guys and, and specifically baseball games, like playoff games and just having some of the best times of my life. And so it's like, you know, I want to be able to pass that on to the younger generation. And part of that is having the same kind of, um, you know, you kind of got to care the same that you did before. And so I don't want that necessarily taken away. And I think that's part of the rationalization that I have for some of this stuff. It's where it's just like, yo, man, I'm going to like it no matter what, because it's fucking baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And and the guy's still throwing the ball. The guys are still catching the ball. The guys are still hitting the ball. Yes, there's some random fucking bullshit on the outside that I, you know, when it really comes down to, I don't like, but. I can cope with it, I guess, because it's like, yo, man, I'm still going to like this. I'm just going outside and playing catch again with like my little nephew. And it's just like, dude, this is the shit. This is what it's about, dude. Oh, I walked my dog down through like Sultana where their kids were playing like T-ball in Little League. And I walked through there and I haven't been through there for years. And I was like, oh, my God, I could just sit and watch this. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. But I was with like some friends. We were doing a thing. Where we were like walking our dogs together. And we just walked on through and I was like, do you want to, like, head up the hill to, like, watch the game and grab a hot dog? <laughs> but they were like, no, we're just going to do this walk and then head home. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. That's fine. It still elicits that emotion in me. I still love the game. It has to get way worse for me to be out on it mm, right. is the issue. And it is the issue with the changes which are the big scared money boys at the top that are businessmen and they're treating it like a business. It is a business. One hundred, like, And that's it. There's zero of their thought process, the sanctity of the game. They're just aware that so much of the fan base are like me 
and like my brother, where we're not leaving. It's too much of who we are. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Yeah. We left the season tickets. Yeah. Well, did that have anything to do with rule changes? No, no. Honestly, when my dad retired, he was splitting them at work. When the other people retired, they just completely bailed on it. And so my dad, for like two years, had like 81 games. And it was <laughs> just like, this is fucking insane. Our father had season tickets, and that's why we went to so many Giants games. I went to way too many games where the number one thing I cared about was dad buying me a big old cotton candy and going down the big dumb Coca-Cola slide. Oh, yeah. That was all I cared about. The memory is in my brain somewhere. I remember being like, I'm out with my dad. I'm having a fun time. Dad, get me a licorice rope, please. Yeah. And, and he was like, rope. all right. Yeah. Uh, baseball happened. Dude, I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> I'm finding those early memories of Candlestick, too, or like oh, yeah. are shaping my... Because it's like so many people will talk shit. Like my dad always talks shit on like the Niners stadium, like their current one. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's just a metal ball. Reminds me of candlestick, mm. baby. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of dig the vibe of it just being a dump. <laughs> Did I hear that? That's how I grew up in a stadium. Okay, so I've been thinking of this number, been kicking it around in my head, and I have my over-under number, and I know you guys have different numbers, but if you had to come up with a number of professional games you've been to... Um, oh, that's probably been the more... Yeah. Okay. Wait, whisper the number to me so they can hear so we can get it on the record. Because otherwise, it's just you can just pretend that you got it. Come on. Uh, All right. I got him at 300. 300? What do you got? I've probably been like 150 plus. Okay. Oh, okay. 150? Yeah. Like 150? Yeah. I probably, at least, I had like a five year stretch where I went to probably about 25 to 30 games a year. Okay. I feel like you blow 150 out of the water. Well, that's oh. what I know for sure. Like, I don't know how many kid. I'm just saying at least. It's probably closer to like... This, this ain't Price is Right. It's messed up. <laughs> it's this like ain't Price is Right. Like I need a real accurate number. All right. I mean, what do you got? Listen, wait, num- wait. Numbers are super hard, okay? What, what, what counts as a game, too? Because there'd be game. So when I first moved to San Diego, the company that I worked at, they'd get all 81 games and fucking no one cared about baseball would go. So I'd go for just like... <laughs> Three or four innings, like that's, three, if you four entered days the park, week. if they scan yeah, your ticket, count, that man. counts. Yeah. There'd be times where it's just like I go in for like three innings, get a drink, and then just go because it's like, dude, the San Diego Stadium is so sick. It's just right downtown. So you just pop in, stay for a couple of innings, you know, get a brat and a beer, and then just go downtown and hit the bars. Hmm. My guess would have been closer to like 400, maybe. For a non nine, definitely. I think there was a stretch where he went to a lot more than I did. I was also like, when the Giants were on that like five, six year stretch of just winning most of the championships there, it was like 15 a year. Mm-hmm. And our father had a season tickets. It was kind of just those seats. That was before we realized uh, the bleachers were affordable and you could just go sit there and have an incredible yeah. time because we were raised on 20 rows back right in between the home plate and the first base. Exactly. Dead, dead level, the pitcher's dead 25 center. rows back. They were so good. Section 109, row 25, seats 11 and 12. Yeah. Yeah. Anand one's aware of these seats. He's sat there a few times at least. Yeah, I mean, I went to more games at the stick in those seats, substantially more. Yeah, because my dad was in on those for a little while. I had a stretch where I maybe got to five a year for quite a while with him. Yeah, uh, your dad and Powers, I think, would get a couple usually. Yeah. And one of the things that he would teach me, he like when we'd be driving to the game, he'd come up with talking points. And we'd find out who the starting pitchers were. And if it was a lefty, he'd go, oh, that's good for us because 
they'll put an extra right-handed bat in the lineup and there's that much more chance of getting a foul ball. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> All right. I, I, yeah, I have like, I probably have like 11 foul balls. I have a piece of the scoreboard that fell off. It was AT&T at the time. What? I think it was actually Pac Bell. Ray Durham hit a foul ball when he was batting right-handed up and hit the scoreboard and it fell down. And we just got like pieces of the scoreboard. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a souvenir. You have 11 or 12 caught balls at a game? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, there was one game in Oakland. There was maybe like 5,000 people there. That many? And I just, no, it was just like foul balls where it's just like it bounced around and I was the closest person within like 100 yards right. and just kind of walked up and got yeah. it. And it's in the empty section. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes two young boys running. Oh, young boy number one got it. Yeah. Um, we got more at a candlestick than at AT&T. Oh, you could go to batting practice at candlestick and get all kinds of balls, man. They were always putting them up yeah, there yeah, into, yeah, into right yeah. field. Also, I, multiple times as a kid at candlestick, they let you on the field if you were in Little League or whatever, yeah. like you know, before or after what? the game. Yeah. And you got to run oh, the bases and stuff. Yep. Those were good times. The only time I ever got balls at a pro game, I was in the Little League majors in our hometown, and I was on the Cubs. And my dad took me to a Cubs game. It was his idea. We're going to go in while they're doing batting practice. He made me wear my Cubs like windbreaker. So I was wearing <laughs> Cubs stuff as a Giants fan, mm. which, yeah, yeah, which is weird. Questionable. <laughs> what ended up happening was Kerry Wood was shagging balls because he was. Uh, he had just thrown his 20 strikeout game. He too. just wow. threw his 20 strikeout oh. game. My dad was like, wear your Cubs stuff. We're going to go out there and I'm going to try and get Kerry Wood to throw you a baseball. <laughs> Smart dad. I wore my Cubs windbreaker with giant stuff underneath because I, I was on the Cubs <laughs> and Kerry Wood threw me three balls. Wow. He was just like shagging him. He'd come up to me. I was the only dude wearing any Cubs stuff. And he would just underhand him be like, this guy, boom, <laughs> ball. And so it was rad. Like I was a little kid. It was dope. It's not a story I tell like to everybody. <laughs> That's that dad knowledge though. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got one for you. My uncle Andy, he like had to get some stuff moved into like a storage thing and I went and helped him. And I was just looking through some of his old pictures and he had some pictures from like back at Candlestick back in the day. It's like pictures of him, my dad, Tony, and then Howard. And back on Candlestick, you know, when no one was there, some game, they just jumped from like the section of seats. They just climbed up into a luxury box and there's just pictures of them just chilling up in there they had like stolen some beers they're just smoking cigarettes like in the luxury box they're just pictures of these fucking jabronis just like clearly looking like they don't belong in there just chilling in the luxury box and it was just like where'd you get these and my dad's like i totally forgot about this entire fucking thing <laughs> that's great yeah that's a story i've never heard yeah i guess back in the day you could do whatever you want a candlestick <laughs> Yeah, you could play the defense anywhere you wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baseball stadium remains the best sports go, I think, bar none. The best park to go to to watch a pro sports game. What's the best park that you've been to? The Giants. I mean, the Giants with the history. We went to, uh, when our cousin got married in Boston in 03, we went to Fenway. It was a, uh, back when the Houston was in the National League, so it was an interleague series. Like, Manny Ramirez hit a two-run, a three-run homer in, like, the eighth inning for him to win it. Uh, in like the seventh inning, we were like in the dead center under the scoreboard, three rows from the back. Mm. In like the seventh inning, this Yankees fan just stands up drunk as shit and just starts chanting like, let's go Yankees. And everyone just starts throwing beers and hot dogs. <laughs> fucking crash at him. Just like, fuck you, fuck the Yankees. Oh, wow. The Red Sox didn't want anything at that point. It, it wasn't was even... 
It was fucking legendary. It wasn't, he's like getting escorted out, just like flipping everyone off. Just like, dude, this is gnarly. They weren't even playing the Yankees. They weren't playing the Yankees. <laughs> like, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and to be clear, just so everyone knows, my bona fides of baseball stadiums I've been to are the Giants Candlestick, the Giants current stadium, Dodger Park and then Fenway in this story and that's it so basically yeah. nothing and I think it's Giants 1 and San Diego 2nd so I don't know what I'm talking about but no, that's fine. I've heard other people even people on the east coast say that the Giants stadium on the water and San Diego Park is really nice so I'm just going to run with that I've just been to the best ones Yeah, and that's okay with me yeah, I had a friend that went to Fenway and Wrigley. Said it wasn't even close. Like Wrigley shit all over Fenway. Like wasn't even close. And I was very surprised to hear that. I want to go to Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I don't really care about Pittsburgh. Got to be. Honest. I've only heard good things about him. I, I like that it's small. But the whole thing is, then you'd have to go to Pittsburgh, and I just don't ever see me doing that just yeah. for the baseball. Yeah. Club. What are you gonna do when you're not at the game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm in Pittsburgh. All right. Can we get these guys on the record? Can we go down the list of the new rules? There's four new rules. I want to know. It sounds like when it comes to clocks, A9 is okay with the clocks and A10 is kind of yeah. against them. Correct. That's how I read it. Yeah. 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 I, I'm a bit more of a centrist. <laughs> I like that it's faster in a vacuum. And anytime there's a violation, I'm like, this is bullshit and I hate it. And it's gross. <laughs> it's a perversion. Like, what, what do you mean there's a strike? Yeah. He, he was, no, the worst part is that they haven't, and hopefully they'll fix it, but there's like an ovation because somebody's coming back to a new park. Yeah, and, that's just And the game literally can't start yet because the crowd's going wild and like the batter is enjoying the celebration. <laughs> And like all the fans, 100% of the fans are like, this is cool. This is dope that this is happening. And, and the ump's just like, strike. Yep. Fuck you. Get in the box. Uh, the thing with the clock, when the clock was first implemented, my line has been the let's get this over with era of baseball has yeah. officially begun. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on. They're catering to people that aren't fans. They're not catering to fans. They're catering to the television. They're trying to get more fans. They don't want the thing to go longer because they want to run shows and commercials and other stuff. That's really what it's about shorting for. It's not fans complaining about it being shorter. It's the television stuff that they're paying for. There's not national baseball revenue like there is with the other sports. It's all your own individual television revenue. They have to negotiate their own stuff and they want to have you know a product that's a shorter thing. It's got to be like two and a half hours so you can play, you know, yeah. whatever friends or some shit. On, on more <laughs> like seriously, that's, that's seriously what it's about, you know? It's- well, one of the things about the pitch clock, this is proven out this year, is that not only are they shorter, but here's the real thing they wanted. The games are more predictable. There's way yeah. less variation in a nine inning game now in terms of length. So yes, they can run that friends episode. It will start on time. <laughs> There's a famous story of, I guess, an epic maybe 70s uh raider game but it was really really crunch time and the network decided to put it to what was scheduled and they put on the movie heidi (laughs) and uh it's yeah it's still (laughs) joked about uh that they put on heidi over the football game so in our version is friends 100 where you're just for real like you this is what you guys need to get on it's like well we paid a lot of money to jerry seinfeld (laughs) for this so we got to play as many episodes as we can yeah. 
Okay. All right. Okay. So we're, you guys are on the record about clocks. Yeah. So imagine this. It's a magic wand question. If you had it, would you keep it or, or lose it? Uh, magic wand, yeah. Mm. Yep. This is a binary choice. I would lose oh, it. Oh, man. I would lose it. That wouldn't be how I would go I, about does feel, throwing the game. I feel like you could still do it, but just make it like, it almost feels like it's a basketball shot clock that's like 15 seconds. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. If they just added like five or 10 seconds, I don't think it would be anywhere near as noticeable. But if I can get rid of it, I'd get rid of it. So Magic Wand, you'd both get rid of it in its current form? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I hope they're going to make amends to it. This is kind of like a, is a trial run. Yeah. I mean, let's not talk about what could be. Let's talk about what is. <laughs> because yeah. I, yeah. honestly, uh, we spent a lot of time on the pod talking about like a fantasy world. But yeah. Um, yeah. We, I got three more rules. I want to get you guys on the record. With magic wands. Okay, next one, throwback rules. Okay. So the limiting of the throwback, the automatic balk, all that. Would you keep it or would you get rid of it? Throw to first, you mean? Yeah. It applies to all the bases. I'm for that, quite frankly. A10? Yeah, I'm okay. It limits it to just two per batterist. Per base runner, per base. Yeah. So you get to throw back twice. You can throw back a third time. But if you don't get an automatic balk, all base runners advance. Uh, (laughs) No. I don't like them. <laughs> I think I think the change that they made about making the bases two inches bigger. Oh, oh we're getting that. Bigger. Hold on, hold on. We're getting to that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No. No. Yes. But just the throwback right. rules, like magic wand. Do you keep them or you get rid of them? Uh, all right. I, I want to keep them. I'm against them, and then I'll give more thought on it later. Okay. Okay. Shift ban. A nine. What do all you think? Right. I I'm into the shift ban. Okay. You wow. Like God, I want to interject so bad. All right. <laughs> That's fine. You're entitled. You're entitled. David. You can explain why. Uh, this is A10 here. The shift ban doesn't bother me that much. And the reason is, in any iteration of baseball that I ever played, there was never a shift. We never shifted. I've only ever seen it. It's been pro baseball that I've watched where there's like a bunch of guys. Did your coach never tell the second baseman to play deep on no, the grass? I've, I've shifted. I've shifted for sure. No, but not, not as drastically. No, no, no. But did your coach ever tell the second baseman to play deep on the grass? Because that's now illegal. You can't do that anymore. Let's see. I agree with you can't go left or right of the second base like those guys, but the fucking stupid, I don't think it's right. I like did. You can't go into the grass. Like that's just- I said earlier on, generally, there's a dichotomy of emotions I feel with all these things mm. where, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Thank little, you. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Point that I was making where the super drastic shifts, it's still in line with what I said, where like five guys being bunched up, this guy's the only place he can hit it, even though it totally makes sense that that's where they play defense. Yeah, they're, they're doing it because the like, guy literally cannot hit the other way, which should be really embarrassing for him. Literally, it's like, does he even try? Can that's you guys just change the rules? For me, because I can't go the other way. Yeah, there is part of me where it's like, well, then you're not good enough to be in it's the. It's not fair. Then you're not good enough to be in the fucking league. I don't know. <laughs> like, One time I saw a Robinson Cano hit a bunt double. <laughs> it was fucking yeah, awesome. Well, you know what? Brandon Belt tried to hit a bunt and fucking broke his goddamn hand. I know. <laughs> I know. That's a big reason. And that's on him. Exactly. Somebody not being able to take a step out onto the grass is wild uh, i forgot about, you know what take scratch that junk. okay give me back i'm no on the fucking just on okay the just, just like just like <laughs> okay. 
the rule as written magic wand for or against you can't like change it you can't hope that it's going to get better you just have to no, judge no, it for I, what I'm, it is I'm going, right. I'm going back to old school instead of fucking keeping it just because my perfect world like you said what we're doing i would want them to go no left and right of the second base thing yeah, I don't mind that, mm-hmm. but the, you can't send your second baseman or shortstop deeper in the hole. What the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. The grass being a barrier is weird. Second base being something is like first base and, and second is on that side. You can't cross that base. Everything else is too far. Well, you can cross the base once the pitcher releases the ball. So you can still shift, just it's going to look even dumber now. Yeah, but you're going to be moving too, so it's funny. Well, the and, guy's not hitting it that direction. And even I'm okay with the crossing second base rule. It's still like weird to enforce. What if he breaks over there a little bit before the pitch comes? Then it's like, what are we doing? They're going to be like, no, that was a violation of a thing. And right. so like this strikeout or this base hit, we're taking that back now because this guy took a step to a direction. Who's watching their feet? What umpire is watching all the feet on? The, we don't have enough guys out there. They're looking at other well, things. Well, you know what? The home plate umpire is going to not be calling balls and strikes anymore soon, probably. So he'll be able to watch some extra shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. coming. Dude. Well, yeah. Is, it, is that our final question? Was, was that a segue? No, we'll get to that. I got to jump in and ask okay, him. Yeah. Okay. So none of us are lefties. Let's just say one of us is lefty. Travis. No, no, no. Let's just say. Oh. Even though it would never be this way. Okay. What if the coach on the other side decided to combat us and put the second baseman on the left side of the infield? Do you guys feel like you would try to hit it to right field, or would you just say fuck that guy? I mean, I love going oppo, so I don't okay. think they would do that for me. I'm just trying to make contact. You know how hard that is? <laughs> Thing. It's so difficult. Choke up, choke up and chop <laughs> it, baby. It's so difficult that these people that are the best in the world at it, there's just like a thing that you can move your guy over. And they're just not going to go oppo. It's going to be <laughs> wide open over there. And they're just like, well, I'm the best that there's maybe ever been at this. They're like, oh, that area of the field? Nope, can't do that. But like, if you put the ball right here, I'm going over the fence 50 times this season. And I'm hitting it real hard over there where I'm still getting on base a lot. For those people, honestly, the shift isn't that big of a deal. It's weird. I don't know, man. I'm torn inside. I'm literally torn inside. You can tell. All this goes. What's the next one? Part of it is because it's <laughs> happening and there's nothing I can do. And I'm just coping. So I'm like, yeah, maybe it'll be. Yeah. yeah, no, the coping is definitely part of this phone call. It sounds like you're okay with the two guys on one side of second base rule, but you're not okay with it coming the grass. Coming out. Yeah. Feet, toes, dirt. That fucked them up. Most of the people we've talked to think the same. That's a reasonable simplification of my uh, emotional state, I guess. Right. right. So here's a follow-up question. Do you think that if they didn't ban the shift, that teams would actually correct and start drafting hitters that can go the other way? You know, I don't know if you have to draft them. You should can just develop them. I mean, most guys take three or four years in the minors anyway, you know? And so it's just, you know, then that's when they're quick. You know, some guys, you're taking five or six. Um, and so, you know, it's just like they make these directives now where it's almost all pull. You're just swinging for the fences instead of, you know, you're not doing any more contact hitting. Yeah. It's a home run or a strikeout from the youth all the way up it needs to be more emphasis on making more contact as opposed to hitting dingers which it seems to yeah. be that that's all anyone's teaching ever is launch angle right. and all this fucking shit and yeah. that has more to do with kind of where the game has gone from like a hitting especially with these power pitchers most of these guys could just make pretty mediocre contact like pete alonzo and aaron judge can just 
do a half swing and fucking launch it out of the yard. These guys are throwing 100 most of the time anyway, you know? These rules that they've changed are a response to them not doing that. And, and by that, I mean drafting guys that can go oppo right. because the amount of time that they can hit these pro pitchers and go oppo, those percentage of balls they send over there, it doesn't make sense is what the math is telling them. So they're just like, okay, we want guys that make hard contact and just go. You know what though? It doesn't make sense in the regular season, which is a large sample size. This is one of the things that these teams will get in trouble with where they're all home run heavy. And it kind of happened to the Giants a couple of years ago when it's just like you rely so much on the home runs. Playoffs is a small sample size. And so in the regular season, if your home runs go away for five or seven games, that's no big deal because, hmm. you know, they'll come back for five or seven games. But if it happens in the playoffs, which is against basically all good pitching and higher stakes situation, the home runs kind of go away and you just got to make some contact. We've seen the Giants win a World Series where these guys just threw the fucking ball around. Like seriously, because you're just making contact routine grounder to first baseman and, you know, what's his name? Matt Adams just hucks it in the outfield. And it, it's like, shit like that can happen in the playoffs and it can win you games. You need to have a really good balance of some of this stuff. And in order to get as many guys up as they can, it's just like, dude, just try and hit as many homers as you can and just kind of deal with the rest as you go. Mm. Man, that was great. Amen. <laughs> Baseball's been around for over 100 years, and it's had a lot of ebbs and flows, and it's always been known for self-correcting. So the question is, do you think that baseball would have self-corrected? Do you think focusing less on these big, tall power hitters that can pull the ball really well and like going back, taking a second look at some of these other guys who can bunt and go the other way? Yes, I think it would have taken someone like a Tony Gwynn. Imagine if Tony Gwynn came up right now. He'd have double the hits that he had back in the day. He can slap at these pitches. What if someone batted 400 just doing this, you know, like Ichiro or something? And so, yeah, I do think it could have happened without the rule changes where it would just come back around cyclically on its own. And every pitcher's getting hurt. The guys stop throwing as hard, but I don't think that'll ever change. Well, the show's opinion is that the pitchers will end up with robot arms in a couple of decades here, so. They should just let them take steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tommy John is literally rebuilding your arm. Yeah. It's $6 million man stuff, you know. Yeah, and... you're like, you're putting in a new part that grows in. <laughs> it's right. It's gnarly, dude. Yeah. Instead of an elbow that can just do normal tasks. <laughs> Put in, put in an elbow that could still do those tasks, but also is like a spring-loaded thing that just chucks it in there at, at like 120. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think they made a movie about it, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, there was a kid who threw a strike from center field. Good old Henry Rollingardner. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. all thought. All right, we got you guys on the record on clocks, throwback rules, and the shift band. Now, this is the one that we care about very little, and that's the bigger bases. The pizza box base. What do you guys think? It's Circus fine. base. It's totally fine. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Nobody cares. It's for safety. Um, Here's the thing. Was it's what this podcast should care about. Was it's a really good example of a very minor change that has made a serious impact on making the game better in a way that they intended yes. it to be. Yes. And it didn't hurt the perception of the game at it's all. It's not just the bigger bases, though. It's also coupled with the throwovers because the throwovers and the bigger bases, it got to the point where teams were telling players don't run because it is, even if you're like the fastest fucking guy in the league, like D Gordon, don't run because you're going to get hurt you're, you're, or you're going to get hurt. Or, you know, even if you get caught, you're a leadoff guy and we got our big hitters coming up. We don't want you thrown out throughout the course of the regular season. It'll cost us more for you to get thrown out than you just trying to go first to third or first to home. Mm -hmm. And with this stuff, it's almost 
just like now it's almost irresponsible. It's like if the guy throws over once, just, just fucking go, you know? <laughs> like even if right. you're just Austin Slater or I play fantasy baseball and I have like Freddie Freeman has like five steals already this year. You know, you're just like, okay, it's like this is cool. Do you think that the throwback rules or the bigger bases, which one is going to influence base stealing more? I think the throwback rule is way more impactful on it. And then it's almost just like if someone's 50-50, like should we send them? Even though they've gone, it's like, well, there's bigger bases. Just do it anyway, you know? <laughs> like, like seriously. It's, it's like, like, yeah, it's just a few inches closer. Just fucking send them. They were sending guys a whole bunch in spring training mm-hmm. with the new bases. But it is reasonable to assume that they were doing it to try to Test. get data on yep. the, how big of a difference it makes. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be sending guys that much. Well, catchers are also, the yeah. Giants have been doing this thing too, where it's like catchers aren't down on the crouch and they're doing that thing where they got the one leg over. Mm-hmm. And so they're not in as good a position to throw guys out. Catchers around baseball are doing that more. So if that's coupled with, you know, not only pitchers are slower to the plate than they've really ever been. And you have bigger bases, they can only throw over once and catchers are doing this thing where they're trying to frame it more so that they're not in as good a position to throw out. You know, it's just like, why would you not be sending even mediocre runners on a regular basis? Yeah. Well, I can tell you that the next episode that we record will be all about stats that we've gathered for the regular season. So so far this regular season? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, so I, 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 I tune in to hear those because normally I'm just going off the gist of how I feel. I love these podcasts like these where, you know, you guys deliver info. Fantasy baseball keeps you clued in on some random people. Mm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we got at least one more magic wand question in us. I got at least one more, and yeah. this is the one that's going to break your mind. <laughs> you know, when we're talking about these changes and you guys are like, hey, we still love it. It's still baseball. Yeah. Here's the thing. How many rules do they got to change before it's not baseball anymore? Because we've already on the show proclaimed MLB is not playing baseball anymore. They're playing something different called American hardball. Hardball. So when you, when people say that we're bagging on baseball, no, we love baseball. We're bagging on American hardball is what we're bagging on. Mm -hmm. So here it comes, you guys, they're testing the designated runner in the Atlantic league. (laughs) This is a runner that can come in. He's not in the lineup. He or she. Oh my God. I I know. I've heard about this. (laughs) And they, they can replace any base runner at any time. One time. (laughs) What do you guys think? I mean, no. I'm out. Stupid. Are you kidding me? Right. I'm gonna see fucking Andres Galarraga have to round the fuck his fat ass after round the fucking. Exactly. Well, well, but you guys, Pujols could have played one more year. You guys, come on. (laughs) Don't you want to see Pujols play one more year? Oh my sciatic. So here's the thing I'll say about this rule. Because this is no, this, so fucking out. This I, is I, the I, rule. Yeah, we're all the way out. It's super dumb. Like if you get on base, right. then you run the bases. That's a clear cut cardinal rule. This is one of those ones that was like, brought down on high right. uh, on tablets written in stone. If you're playing defense, you should bat. Yeah. I mean, I feel the we feel the exact same way about that. Like the cardinal rules are already being broken. But here here the <laughs> I they're not gonna they're never going to go to like full different teams though for uh oh yes they well, will no. oh yes they will it's the because one then it'll thing... be two designated runners then it'll be three then we'll have the all running team no no, we'll no. Have... you can trust the big business boys to be too scared to pay that many employees uh, yeah there's no right. here's the thing we're cutting minor league teams those guys are all going out of business these guys need jobs why don't you want them to be on the 55 man roster 
that's way too many employees. Then they're going to have a football-sized roster. The union's not going to cut pay. That's going to keep going up. They're not going to be like, yeah, we're going to add 20, 30 more employees yeah. to that we have to pay this like, a similar salary. Yeah. We can talk about the union and, and salaries, but the NFL figured it out. Teams are not going broke paying guys the league minimum. That's like a drop in the bucket in terms of their costs. You could take on ten guys at the league minimum. It's not really going to affect anything. Yeah, but they. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but it'll. It, uh, that small little drop is just like the owner. It's straight out of the owner's pocket, and they fight tooth and nail. No, that, that. That's not. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, tell that to Cohen. He's going to get the best designated runner that exists, and he's going to be cheap as fuck. It's good for baseball, you guys. The all running team, the all defensive team, the all batting team. More of what you like. More double plays. More home runs more stolen bases. This is the eventuality of all these rule changes, right? That's where it will go. You get one designated runner, you're going to have three eventually. They say the slippery slope is a logical fallacy, but in this case, it's completely true. The idea that we're going to put money in front of the sanctity of the game, you guys said it. I heard both of you say it. That eventually will lead to more and more and more and more rule changes until you have that 55-man roster. can cope with it. That's a souvenir. If you really, really care, it'll make you sick. You're entitled. Right. Fuck you. Get in the box. This is fucking great. So much of the fan base are like me and like my brother where we're not leaving.